So let's talk about growth. Okay, as retail investors, you need to look for companies that have that growth story to them. That's where you're going to get the leverage and the returns that you're looking for for your investments. Uh, and one of the questions we get asked quite a lot is specifically around whether larger companies, you know, the 500, 600, 700 plus million dollar companies can still provide that. I think generally the answer is, it's difficult for them to do that. It gets progressively difficult as they uh, get bigger and bigger. However, we've spoken to three companies recently, you know, of that size where the CEOs believe that they still have that growth component for retail investors to look at. And here's some of the responses uh, that we got from them when we posed that question to them. Hi there, James Withall, the CEO of Rupert Resources. Uh, thanks for your time and listen to this. Um, Rupert had a fantastic year last year. I mean, we just announced 4 million ounce resource, almost 4 million ounce resource at two and a half grams. One of the most significant new discoveries of, um, of the last probably 15, 20 years in the industry. So um, it was uh, yeah, a phenomenal year for the company. And it's all been about delivering on our exploration strategy up in Finland um, and this Ikari discovery that's been the outcome of that. I think that comes down to where well, you can look at the accrued discovery and how we filtered it through from the beginning. That's why we set this goal at the beginning. People say, you know, and, and simplistically saying $2 billion worth of NSI and scale is, is not a great, it doesn't really describe it. It's all those other elements. You know, I look at the accrued discovery, it's close to surface. It's low metallurgical risk. It's in a great jurisdiction in Northern Finland. It's got all those things that reduce the risks of, of spending investors' money on the, in the region. So that's the thing. That is ultimately the thing. It's, it's no one single thing. It's not it's going to produce X many ounces a year. It's X size. It's about, you know, certainty over cash flows in the future. And that doesn't matter whether I'm producing gold or I'm there's some widget manufacturing company. If I know I've got really great product that I can sell in the future, that's what it's about. It, it, it's about and certainty that you've probably got a, a high margin to be made on that product as well. So. Yeah, so it is. It's very made very very complicated in the mining sector, all the different elements. But really, it comes down to it should be simple. So yeah, yeah, cash obviously cash is is king, but it's really about returns, Matt. And um, you know, how do we del continue to deliver those returns? We asked you about those. You know, we've got our first resource. We'll continue to de-risk that. We hope to make it bigger. And you know, we've got the other the other discoveries we've made. So it's it's not just about the one that you everyone heard about last week. It's about all the assets and how we continue to demonstrate the potential return for the shareholders of this company over the next few years of all those assets. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah, look, it was, I guess, the gains of last year were on the basis of, you know, two or a couple of years before that, a very, you know, systematic, steady work that probably people weren't that interested in, all the background of the science. And we, we developed a very systematic approach to exploring this part of the world, a new technique, um, a combination of, of two different methods, and then um, setting very clear goals for our exploration team about what they had to find, the deposits of scale. And we laid out, go back to our presentations, got to find a deposit of two, $3 billion of NSR, we call it a couple of million ounces, and then very strict goals. And the team have just delivered on that. They've been very disciplined of how we've worked through them you know, filtered through a lot of targets. And the outcome of that is that we made six discoveries and we invested about 36,000 meters on drilling into this Ikari discovery. And that's, was what, that's what's come to that maiden resource. Well, I, I, I dispute that because I think, I think the story's changed significantly. We've gone from people wondering about when the, if the next drill set of drill results is going to be successful and the volatility that comes with that to actually being, do you know what, 
we put a this is just a, a basically a milestone in the development of this company we um it, we wanted to come out and say what we found already because we knew it was significant and we wanted to answer that question for people for investors but but it hasn't it, it, it's not a now let's just do the pea and de-risk it story yeah so you know we can show the growth yeah, certain more growth to have through de-risking it and telling people what are the economics that, and we'll deliver that over the next year. You'll get a PA, but it won't be on the resource that we just announced. It'll be on a resource based on another sixty thousand odd meters of drilling in this region. So that's a that's a, a big change from where we are now. And then that growth, obviously, you know, what's the growth potential of that extra drilling? It's at Ickery for sure, where we see really good upside. But also, we're still looking for the other Ickeries and we're going to drill off the satellites. So. You know, there's an awful lot of, um, of growth we feel in the potential of, of that asset. And then, you know, beyond that, we still run the business that found Ickery, I found these discoveries. We're still running that in the background, our new generation discovery business. Those guys are, are more pumped up and excited than ever. So there's still potential growth on that side. And that's really, I'll take it a step further. You look at our KPIs of our team and our management team, we have to deliver a return, a, a multiple return on the shareholders' capital we invest every year. So, yeah, we're we're aligned. We want to see more growth, and we're going to try and deliver it. <laughs> what do we want to be when we grow up? I think that's there's there's the question that all the you know, and and I think people say, oh, what's going to happen? Are you waiting to be bought out? Are you doing this? I mean, that none of those things, um, none of those things really spend a lot of management time on. I think you know. Go back to our, our presentation now. It says high quality across the front. We are looking for high quality assets. We found high quality discovery. As investors, you should be only wanting to buy high quality stocks, uh, and and because you can sleep at night if you've got something that high quality, because you know by its very nature, someone else will want to buy something that is high quality. That's just the nature of uh, of the world. So create something that's good like that, and yeah, so so. Yeah, I don't worry about what I'm going to be tomorrow because if I just keep on doing the job and demonstrating that we've got a really quality product, you know, we'll either be a great quality production company or someone else will have a great quality asset if the shareholders, you know, want to take an offer from a company in the future. Good afternoon. This is uh, Daniel Flaherty speaking. I'm the CEO of Mavericks Metals. We are a precious metal uh, royalty and streaming company with a market capitalization of approximately 700 million U.S., and a portfolio of gold and silver royalties and streams of over 120 assets, 14 of which are currently paying. Well, we're mostly focused on Mavericks ourselves internally. And where we're looking at is, you know, we've got a very attractive portfolio right now. We're very well positioned to continue to grow in terms of our net cash position of over $20 million. We've got access to capital with a credit facility of $160 million uh, available to us. And, you know, we've seen we've got a very desirable currency in terms of some of the transactions that we've, we've done. Uh, with counterparties such as we want in Canarise, including some equity components. So we're very well positioned to grow uh, through M&A, but also we're positioned well to grow organically as we've got a number of assets, uh, royalties on assets that uh, companies are building right now. Uh, we have got an asset, a royalty on Camino Rojo, uh, which Oral is putting into production, hopefully by uh, the end of the year or in Q1 here. So we've got a very active portfolio where our counterparties are spending money the benefit of their shareholders, but we as Maverick shareholders are benefiting on that growth spending as well. So I think it really goes back to the formation of Mavericks originally with our chairman, Jeff Burns, who was the CEO of Pan American Silver for 12 years. And in that role, he was able to attract Pan American as a, an initial stakeholder and the then chairman, Ross Beattie, to, to really get the initial portfolio that we required from Pan American Silver to, 
have that credibility and momentum to, to really build the business. And, and from there, we are able to attract gold fields onto our registry and position Mavericks as a natural buyer for future portfolios, such as from Newmont and Kinross, who are now all on our shareholder registry right now. But ultimately, it comes back to the very beginning uh, with our chairman, Jeff Burns, and kind of that vision from Pan American Silver. Well, that initial critical mass is very important, and it essentially becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in terms of building a business as you continue to build and demonstrate that track record of growth. It makes it uh, kind of easier to continue to grow from there. Oh, absolutely. It's certainly not a, a growth for growth stage. You know, we're very focused on per share metrics at, at Maverick. So when we look at growth, we look at growth on a per share basis, revenue per share, uh, cash flow per share. Absolutely. Currently, production, 400,000 tons per annum, 120,000 ounces. We're about to embark on, on a small expansion, which will increase that to 150,000. Busy with a, uh, an updated study which is looking to expand that threefold. So increasing our production to about 350,000 ounces. Resource to support that will be completed this year. And that resource will be plus 5 million ounces, plus 10 grams per tonne, one of the highest grade resources in the world. And of course that leads into low cost. 350,000 ounces a year plus is what we're looking at. Feasibility study finished first quarter next year to look at that project or to build that project, two years. So in two years time, you're tripling your production, one of the lowest cost, if not the lowest cost producers of that size in the world. That's the great thing about what we're doing. We're a producer, 120,000 ounces a year, one of the lowest cost, increasing that to 150,000, so an extra 30,000 ounces for only two and a half million dollars, so next to nothing. Generating lots of cash, that actually allow us to build that project without dilution, the so-called holy, gra holy grail expansion without dilution. Personally, um, I think gold has uh, great fundamentals going forward. Um, I think the mining industry in general has very good fundamentals going forward. Um, and I'm talking the metals industry as opposed to say, for instance, coal, for instance, which we all know has, has got more limited life, let's put it that way. So I think the fundamentals are there. The reality is that we are becoming shorter and shorter in terms of uh, the amount of um, metals that we're finding. So it's not just gold, it's not just copper, it's nickel, it's all those other ones as well. We are not finding the same size of deposits, the same quality of deposits. And that means that um, we've got supply constraints for many, many metals, gold is just one of those. I think we're seeing the, the same thing. There's a lot of uncertainty in relation to inflation. Um, we've had an extended period of low inflation, as you know, for many years now, which is, which is pretty much un unprecedented. Will it continue? Um, with the way we've been printing money and all the rest of it, you have to think it's, it's difficult to see it being maintained and, and that we will have more challenges in relation to inflation. Um, come back to, you know, wh where's your value? Um, put your money in the bank and see it going backwards. I think anyone who puts money in the bank right now, they know it's going backwards. So when you're in that sort of environment, um, then precious metals come to the fore. And when you've got all the uncertainties that we have right now, again, precious metals come to the fore. It's a balanced 
investment portfolio, as they say, and gold remains a fundamental part of any balanced um, portfolio, in my view. 